Hello and welcome to this week's Community Power podcast, a series being brought to you in partnership with Local Trust. My name's Chris Allen, and in this series we're showcasing some incredible projects, focusing in particular on what happens when you give local people the resources, the power and the assets to make a difference to their neighbourhoods. With me as ever is producer Beth Lazenby. Who are we going to be hearing from this week, Beth? So this week, Chris, we're in your neck of the woods, West Midlands, to talk to Shona Gilsenen and Dave Roberts, who are both engagement workers at East Coastley Big Local, and they work specifically around loneliness and isolation. So they're going to be talking to us about one of their really successful projects. Indeed, and uh, East Coesley's in the borough of Dudley, just outside the city of Wolverhampton, but we got into our studios. And first of all, I said to Shona, tell us a little bit about the East Coesley big local area. Well, I'm a perfect person to ask because I didn't know East Coesley before I worked there. Um, so, you know, going there as, as a fresh fresh person to the area, uh, there's lots to find out. And there's so much uh, already really going on in, in, in East Coesley. There's, yeah. there's so many sort of different groups uh, that people can access and this is things like you know the bell ringing you've got the the bowling club you've got cricket club athletic uh, athletic bowling um you know so you get the impression of a really lively community yeah there's it's it, it gives the impression it gave the impression to me when i first went there like it's like your your old school sort of village and it's got like you know all these sort of things that you might um you know think well what's an english village look like you yeah. know and that's that's the kind of things it's got you know, shopping centre is really small, but it's got everything it needs. Um, you know, it's got your bus routes um, and the community. A lot of people that go there tend to stay there. So it's got quite an, an older population, um, but it has got, you know, a lot of primary schools in the area as well. So you've got that new generation sort of coming through. But nice. a lot of these children are grandchildren of people that have lived there forever. Right, you know, so. And it's a bit of the old black country town. People are yeah. proud of it, aren't they? And coming from Coesley and I know back in the day, try to save the baths. <laughs> unfortunately but you know it's got that old black country town feel to it yeah. what were your first impressions Dave I've known Cosley all my life I was actually born just a, a mile down the road on there the Rendonist estate right so I used to walk through Cosley through Jubilee Park to go to the, the, the swimming baths right. when I was yeah. a kid right yeah. regular weekend activities uh, but I did move away for nearly 30 years I moved down to Wiltshire in 1991 and then came back to live in the Midlands um, again within a mile of Cosley yeah and um, sounds like a, a magnetic place. It just draws yeah, back in there. Yeah, not a lot changed really in that thirty. I mean, okay, new buildings went up. Yeah, the baths closed, but the people, the facilities there. You know, Cosley is rich in its community assets. Right. Mm. In, in in terms of community centres. Yeah. Which was when Sean myself, and we'll talk about it later. When Sean myself first moved into East Cosley to do our work, the community centres there ready to welcome us. Nice. So. You've got those ga- and, and buildings, but also people. People yeah. come together for clubs yeah. and different things. You were yeah, saying yeah. earlier, yeah. showing there as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think there, there was a strong sense of community and people did attend, you know, their line dancing classes or their, their slimming world or, you know, whatever they're into. Uh, but, you know, a few people we've worked with, they've, they felt that they didn't have that community feel until we did start working there right. um, and whether that's through you know the fact that we've put pom-poms everywhere and we've sort of <laughs> got everybody something in common with each other through finding something uh finding a pom-pom but or the work we're doing i don't know but you know she'd lived there for you know one lady in particular sort of like 40 45 years yeah and um didn't really know her neighbors um very right. much i suppose about the family um, you know, and didn't attend any sessions uh, in in her area. But then I suppose that is typical of you know maybe a working parent, isn't it? So mm, they get, you know, they get busy- very isolated yeah. very easily. And we'll come back to pom poms in a minute. People think, what are pom poms? What are they talking 
neighbour. Um, but we'll come back to that one of your, one of your creative ideas. Now, you you two brought in to look at l- the whole thing of loneliness and isolation, and uh, you came out with this idea uh, of pom poms. Dave, tell us about the pom pom idea. What you did, and and what kind of impact it had. Oh, it's Sean uh, himself didn't even know we each other existed on this planet prior to uh, joining the team at Just Trade Talk. Yeah, and. We were asked to basically set up a coffee morning as soon as possible, hit the ground running, get a coffee morning or something running. So we had a quick discussion and talked about a lot of other groups were like crafty or arty or doing something. And not everyone necessarily is arty, crafty, and yeah. if So uh, we, we started talking about, you know, everyone's made a pom. Everyone yeah. made a pom pom of some description in their life. Oh, we have. Even, yeah, it may have been about I don't know how many years ago. I'm not giving that away, but yes, we've and, all and, done and it. And it's such, it's such a tim- simple activity. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think at the time it was like my um, my daughter, who was I think seven at the time, yeah. was making pom poms um, with her grandma, who was like mm. you know late sixties. So there we knew straight away if we were going to put an activity on and we didn't know who was going to come to the coffee morning, we're going to reach an in- you know an activity that's intergenerational. Mm. So so you called it pom poms. For loneliness. That was yeah. a very knee-jerk sort of... It was sort of like a... a, a we need to do... A, a really creative yeah. moment where yeah. we just sat down and went, well, it needs to have a purpose. Yeah. What's the purpose behind it? Yeah. Um, and we just came up with the, the slogan that's on the label now. Yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got one here, as it happens. <clears throat> yeah, the, the, the idea was that, you know, we're, we're doing this activity... We need to reach people. That's the two. The, the main thing really is to reach people who are isolated. And yeah. there's a lot of people in the area that already attended sessions. How can we reach those people other than put leaflets through the, through the door, which are probably yeah. just going to get thrown? So these pom poms we were making, we thought put a label on, contact details on. Dave, come up with the slogan. Yeah. Um. You know, and a way to reach us. Uh, you know, and put them around the area, and uh, brightly coloured wool. You know, and it yeah. gave some. It works. It works. It certainly worked for us. About. Absolutely. It was. Uh, it, it took off absolutely wonderfully. And the pom poms for loneliness was just mm-hmm. a. We need to set up a Facebook page. So for pom poms, we thought, oh, pom poms for loneliness. It, okay. Uh, you got this little sign on it. Let's spread the word about loneliness and isolation. Take this pom pom on a little vacation. Yeah. Yeah. And people did, didn't they? They took yeah, them around yeah. the world. Never yeah. mind in East Coastly. Yeah. Well, that was interesting because we didn't. Oh, we didn't expect that. I mean, I knew it was going to be good, you know, because it was so unique and yeah. it was, I, I, we liked the idea. But um, we didn't realise people would, like, hold on to them and then take them with them in their suitcases on their journeys <laughs> and with them mem- make memories with, with what we've put out there in the wild. Yeah. And um, Well, then people started sending us photographs yeah. Yeah. of where they were, you know, Jamaica, New Zealand, yeah. Germany, America. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. All over the world. No, no, yeah. uh, that's absolutely ideal. But back to home... You know, it was it's more the people in East Coastley that mm. you were trying to support here. Yeah. So people began. Did it sort of break down the nerves of people coming together? It made them smile. It saw some reason <coughs> to come together, as opposed to just you know, hey, oh look, there's this coffee morning on. Would you like to come to it? This may put a smile on their faces. I think the big difference, Chris, as I said at the start of the show, East Coastley is rich in community assets and community buildings, and there was art groups, there was uh, Pilates, there was line dancing, you name it. It was happening in Coastley. However, as I said, a lot of people don't really want to join an organised group where they're expected to pay a sub, yeah. attend every week and go through a course and tick all the boxes and do Pilates or, or bowls or cricket. Yeah. They, they just, a lot of people just want to meet people, yeah. make new friendships, have a chat. 
And I think that's been the success of our coffee mornings it, and, and what we do. It's a hard step, isn't it? And um, what the pom-pom gave us is permission to open up a conversation. Mm, you know, right. we'd, we'd, I've driven past many people with a car full of poms and yeah. just pulled up, ran back to the bus stop and going, can I give you a pom-pom, please? <laughs> I mean, I never saw them again. <laughs> they, were, they, they were scared <laughs> off, of course, no. But, um, you know, it, it, gave, um, it, gave pe- it gave us permission and gave people permission to have that conversation. Have you seen this? What's this about? You know? yeah, yeah. Or at the bus stop. Oh, yeah, what's that? You know, rather than just, oh, what's the weather like today? And then, you know, potentially that would open up conversations about loneliness or maybe what, what is this? You know, are there sessions where we can go? So, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, so the coffee mornings, uh, people don't need to necessarily go and do something. You just need to be somewhere. Is that, yeah. is that what you're saying? Yeah. It's, about, it's about being rather than doing. You try and yeah. stop them doing something. <laughs> we got a room they join in then. Full, we got a room full of people where, I, I mean, every, every time I, I put uh, on social media, you know, the, the, the room was buzzing. It's always buzzing. But they've yeah. come round to the idea, haven't they, of like, you can be here, you can do what you want, but you can do a lot if you want to as well, you know. Mm, mm. So it's, um, no, it's great. It's really, yeah. it's really buzzing. Yeah. And then COVID hit. <coughs> um, obviously, your, the nature of your work changed radically. Um, and, and through that, I know you did support in the community. What were the kind of things that, that the pandemic uncovered for you? Things perhaps that have been hidden um, that we weren't aware of uh, before the pandemic hit? It, it put the magnifying glass on just how lonely and isolated people were. Right. Uh, it almost gave people permission, if you like, to yeah, say how lonely yeah. and isolated they were. Mm. But I think it also highlighted how caring people were. You know, the people making sure the neighbours were okay. Right. The people talked to neighbours, okay, albeit over the garden fence or from a distance, not front doorsteps, mm. but actually just checking in on neighbours that they hadn't seen for a while. Yeah, we found that. Uh, you know, there were people we might already work with in one road, in one road in particular. The, you know, there was three people that we worked with that attended our sessions or had found a pom-pom. Uh, but when COVID struck then, they started sort of looking out for the more vulnerable neighbours in, right. in the street. And um, and because they'd already been working with us and knew what we could do, and because they weren't afraid to ask for our help because we knew them, mm. they then were going to neighbours and going... You know they can they can pick up some medication for you, or right, you know they right. you know if you need a Christmas dinner, you know or anything like that. So it sort of build build our connections with with other people in the area, and I suppose it would be bad to say it would be good for business. But the point being, it it did bring more people out the woodwork, whether that would be referrals um, from you know from other agencies or from neighbours and friends that that saw that other people were in the, need. Yeah, it broke broke the ice in mm. terms of those mm. those those barriers there, uh, and you obviously were then meeting very practical needs in terms of food and medication that people needed as as well and do you think these were things that were hidden for a long time before the pandemic came along um you were obviously beginning to dig a little bit into um the loneliness and isolation in the area through the pom-pom idea but do you think there was so much hidden in there that that, that people have been lonely for years i was very much hidden chris very much hidden i think prior to that uh you know, when we we started i think we were about 12 months into our project mm. by the time covid kicked oh, yeah. in and the numbers coming to us if we're honest were slow and the same couple of people every week i think through covid people were readily ad- admitting and I, I think a story of my, my own just prior to covid sean and myself went on a conference around enforced loneliness and isolation right so yeah went on it took part in the debate but never really understood it properly. Right. And then COVID kicked in and I was forced to stay at home. So I experienced, I lived 
that enforced loneliness and isolation. Mm. Yeah. And it really hit home then about what other people must have been going through for years. And I remember at the time talking um, to people around around the issue and uh, one of the one of the person said to me, actually, the way that we can best get through this is by talking to those who live this way all mm. their lives. Yeah. The enforcement you're talking about. Yeah, I think yeah. that's like with anything, isn't it? You know, if you can speak to somebody who's got that lived experience, mm. you know, whatever the issue is, really. Um, and that's what the beauty is about our groups now is that, you know, you've got people come in, uh, they've found out about the group, whether they've been referred or it's a friend that has told them. And they're coming because maybe the, their partner's passed on and they're they're really hurting and they, they know they need to come out and do, you know, and get out of the house and when they do come there's so many people in that room that have been through that mm. same experience you know and for them to know that they're in that room with people that that get it and if they want to talk to them they can it's not a support group but there is support there do you need more new ideas like pom-poms coming along now or actually have you established such a network uh, that people have those relationships they know where they can turn to that you've broken the ice yeah, I mean, I mean, we're, we're always coming up with ideas, aren't yeah. we? Um, I mean, we came up with that one last year about the let's just do a Jubilee event. So, you know, we put a huge event on at the park and, yeah. um, you know, the trust is it. The trust is, is now in us that, you know, we can deliver. Yeah. You know, we're passionate and we, we know what works. So we've proven that through the different things we've done, the small things we've mm. done. Um, and, you know, so therefore we're able to do these events, which also bring people together, they create memories. So they're still ticking the boxes of uh, the reducing isolation and loneliness. And that, that day in particular, mm. we had 20 volunteers. Wow. You know, all sort of in hives and radios. And <laughs> that's fantastic. Where were these people before? Indeed. You know, and um, it's fantastic. And it gives them such a sense of belonging. And we really value them. This isn't just about doing them a favour, you know, you know, making them feel needed. This, mm. we, we actually really need them. And, you know, we always say, you know, people say thank you and what a wonderful project. But we've said from the beginning, it wouldn't be anything without you guys. Yeah, Whether that be yeah. you just to come along for a cup of coffee. Uh, share our posts on social media or come and volunteer with us it's uh it really is a, a team effort and, and the local the local medical practices must love you because you know you must have a massive impact on mental health and well-being and perhaps people will come to your sessions rather than seeing the doctor we're actually getting referrals from social prescribers they do love you then yeah yeah, yeah. so we've actually built up a relationship with the social prescri prescribers and yeah. they're actually bringing people to our sessions and introducing them to us right um, and that, that's obviously a very there's a formal aspect of that it coming into a very informal way of working but it, it it's okay is it it's working okay oh it's working fantastic yeah they just um, leave them yeah. after like a session or two don't yeah. they and then right. that's uh, we're on our way but we're, we're fully aware that you know on a Monday morning that doctor surgeries would get more phone calls from yeah. from patients and it's not because they're particularly ill or more ill than they were on Friday uh, but it's because they've had a really lonely weekend yeah um, I haven't spoken to um a medical uh, practitioner, you know, about that. But we know somebody else who works um, for, for the local charity who has somebody who would come in uh, or phone up or contact them constantly, constantly for tiny little things. And that then has sort of lessened since yeah. we've been working with them. So yeah. it's helping them. And obviously, you know, that person then doesn't need to just sort of pester people, if you want to call it that. Right. Um, they've, they've got a place to be and, you know, we want them there and they're a valued part of our community. So it's, it's a win-win, really. And obviously we're getting towards the end of 
big local. I like to say we're entering the home straight. Um, yeah. Entering the home straight now, <laughs> um, and the funding will all be spent at some particular point. Um, I don't know what might happen with your particular posts, um, but what 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 do you see continuing in the area, Dave, in terms of? Um, this continue this loneliness and isolation being broken down and staying broken down. I th- I'd like to think that we've created a community that that have come together already, mm. and will continue. A lot of them will continue to be friends, to have a friendship, mm. to have a, a connection in the community. Because lot lot of people who've joined our sessions have also joined had, then had the confidence to join other sessions, right? And go off and you know one guy in particular, he's now a volunteer for our sessions, but also volunteer for the food bank. Right. So I think it's built that sustainability yeah, within yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and built people's confidence to go and search for other things that they're missing in their lives. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously it depends on what space and funding's yeah. available for them to continue the sessions that we've started. But, uh, you know, there have been times when we've been on courses or, or whatnot and we've, we've said, well, we can't run the session would you open up? Mm. Would you do the teas? Right. Would you do this? And it's happened. Yeah. Um, you know, so... There so might be as... less less need for, you know, professional support moving forward. They might be able to do it themselves. I'm thinking, you obviously working with elderly people. Are there younger people coming through to help sustain this as well? Some, yeah, some. I mean, our age range now um, at the sessions is 28 to 93. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so... Decently wide, yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, OK, a lot of... A lot of um, our, People, you know, friends as we call them, are um, older yeah. because that's just the, the people that we've been able to contact because they're not at work or, or what have you. So, um, but yeah, there's certainly more of the referrals that are coming through from social prescribers um, or other support groups like creative support as well we've had um, a few people come through there and they are starting to get younger as well so and I think the more younger people that come you know especially you know our 28 year old he's you know he's very young and uh, you know he's come along and of course it'd be nice that there'd be an opportunity that he could socialize with people his own age but he feels so welcome and he just comes to everything and started to go to other things with some of these people as well so it's important to him clearly important to him and and he may be one of your leaders it'd be nice to think that you know he could lead lead the way into into the next chapter yeah and we you know we've got this phrase cost of living crisis around i imagine that a lot of the people you link with of are in a permanent cost of living crisis anyway and it's just got worse at this mm. particular time i know you, you know your your work is complemented by uh, some of the other aspects in terms of uh, food banks and pantries and whatever but do you think you're, you're helping people through these times do you think through these sessions that, that you're giving them a new dimension in their lives oh yeah i mean showing myself be, be belong to a, a larger organization called just straight talk and there's a fantastic support team there if we mention friends who are coming to our sessions, they'll they'll actually go the extra mile and look at the housing, look at the benefits, uh, look at the doctor surgeries with them, look at the medication with them, and help them in all aspects of their life to try right. and get a better deal. Right, right. Um, we were also lucky that we've had um, Dudley Council did come to, uh, well, I've come to a few sessions now, but the one lady came in particular, Helen, and uh, she then emailed me, you know, a week after saying, we've got some ASDA vouchers to help with the cost of living. Right. And, um, you know, just all we need is age and postcode. So do you know anyone? <laughs> well, I mean, so that were, one is a yes. This yeah. is wonderful. So like everybody that comes to our sessions, I think we had about 20, about 25, yeah. mm-hmm. 150 pound right. vouchers. 
that we were able to give to to our, our people and that they were able to get through Christmas um you know not worry in fact one lady said when I gave her the voucher she said oh I can have my son for for Christmas That's... day now and I just think what more than just a voucher and, and also we, we're also trusted through the food bank as well so Sean yeah. and myself can actually fill, fill those vouchers in yeah so our friends don't have to actually go and right. seek another organisation and admit that they're all up for that week. You know, they know us, we know them. It's just... Yeah. Let's break a little barriers down. And yeah. it sounds like at the heart of it, strong, trusted relationships across a whole number of se- sectors here. You're talking about the statutory sector, you're talking about the work that you do from community voluntary mm-hmm. sector as well, volunteers as well. It's about actually people saying, hey, we're in this together, how can we help each other? Definitely, yeah. and they know where to come. So it's like a yeah, it's a full service. Mm. It's good, isn't it? And we can't finish without mentioning the fish and chips. Oh yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us the importance of fish and chips. Well, fish and chips. Oh, it's a hot. It's a hot meal. Yeah. Um, it's it's a wonderful treat and um, supports local business. It does support <laughs> local business, and uh, it was started by who who is now uh, our oldest um, friend, Irene. I used to get her fish and chips anyway before COVID. And um, obviously that stopped when the, the shop closed. Yeah. And I saw it open and I was on the phone to her and told people at coffee, at the, we did a Zoom, oh, we've got fish and chips are open again. And I said, can, can we can we have some fish and chips? I said, that, that's <laughs> fine, I, I, we can deliver fish and chips. So every Friday, and it's still going now, uh, we, we go and pick up some fish and chips and deliver them out to, to people as far as we've got a, a lady who's had to move out of Coesley, um, temporarily, but still keep that connection with her. So taking fish and chips up to her in Sedgley, it's it's been really important, and it's yeah. it's I nice. Think the, the fish and chips are great, but I think it was also the weekly contact as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I oh, know, I know, fish and chips are great, but I, I can see <laughs> it had a deeper meaning than that. Yeah. So uh, coming to an end, I just think about the pair of you. You know, what what's the future hold for you if your job has to change or there isn't future funding? What, what's in your thinking at the moment? I think we, we've both got very different outlooks on that, yeah. Chris, to be honest. I'm, I'm coming towards the end of my career. Um, I've done community development almost all of my adult life. And I'm not just saying because I'm on this show, but this project has probably been the best and most rewarding role I've ever carried out right, in my life. Right. I think it's going to be hard to beat. Uh, Are you saying you're going to quit while you're at the top? (laughs) I'm getting towards that and uh, where I'm seriously considering winding down. Yeah. So I'll probably go down to a few days a week. Yeah. Um, I can't afford to fully retire, I don't think, yet. Yeah. I wish I could. Um, So, yeah, looking for something else, but within the same kind of work patterns. But this is in your heart and soul, isn't it? And And because it's it's close, it's it's in an area where I've known all my life. And I think the the friendships we've built up, they're not participants, they're not they're not clients, they're yeah. friends. Indeed, indeed, yeah. indeed. And Shona? Oh, I've got several different ideas. <laughs> so I think with this project it, and seeing the success of it and the need for it further, um, I'd like to be able to maybe plant seeds like this in mm. other areas. So just be that charity or that organisation or that person that just sort of comes with these little ideas that maybe could work and start them off in areas that yeah. then they can 
you know, be self-sufficient and continue the so, similar so thing. You've got, got the Pom Poms franchise. Yeah. yeah. And also have a Poms on Tour van, yeah. which then I go and do <laughs> festivals and like sell, well, not sell coffee, um, give out coffee, um, put some chairs out and we just make Pom Poms in different areas and inspire people to be nice and yeah. um, make friends. Um, but also I really love the social media side. So, um, you know, I don't know whether my future might be in marketing and, you know, or maybe visiting all these little seeds that we've planted <laughs> and seeing how they're developing but yeah definitely um uh, yeah my heart is in in community and um and making a difference so well, we th- shall see thank you both very much indeed through you thank you for all the volunteers you've developed and you work with as well because you know changing one person's life is tremendous but actually the number that you're changing is absolutely outstanding so thank you thank you Chris. thank you that's shona gilsenan and dave roberts from east coesley big local with their pom-poms for loneliness a clever little idea that makes such a big difference yeah, absolutely. I think it just shows that something so simple can transform into something huge that people just engage with really readily. I think what you said around people um, being there to be rather than to do was really important. And then Shona obviously reflected that that just starts up so many different conversations and other projects spiral from there. So yeah, personally, I'm very excited by the pom-poms on tour idea and I hope they go ahead with it. <laughs> and if people want to know how about how to make the pom-poms or whether they go to for more information, what do they do? So we'll post everything that you need to know about Pom Poms for Loneliness and East Cozy Big Local in the show notes. Thanks, Beth, indeed. And Beth and I look forward to you joining us next time on the Community Power podcast, brought to you by Local Trust, discovering what happens when you give local people the money, the power and the assets to make a difference in their neighbourhoods.